Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Good morning. Let's turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 1, and let's see to our feet for the reading of God's Word. Acts chapter 1, verse number 12. Uh, I'm going to read, it's a lengthier portion of Scripture, uh, and then I'll close in prayer, we'll dismiss. But anyway, verse number 12. Uh, then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John uh, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotes and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer uh, and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and uh, with his brethren. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Uh, keep in mind, there's actually two parts to this. Uh, we've just had a heartbreak. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake both before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus for he was numbered with us and obtained part uh, of this ministry. Now, this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. Uh, it's kind of humorous to me. It sounds like a fisherman, Simon Peter, uh, writing this. TMI. I don't need to know about his bowels gushing out. Uh, and it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, 19, uh, inasmuch as the field is called in the proper tongue, Al-Sadama, that is to say, the field of blood, for it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein, and his office, his position, his bishopric, let another take. Wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be witness with us of his resurrection? And they appointed to Joseph, and uh, uh, called Bar Barsabas, uh, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And so uh, they narrowed it down to two, Joseph uh, and Matthias, or Justice and Matthias. And, and they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two hast thou chosen that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, uh, apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, uh, that he might go to his own place. Uh, and they gave forth the lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles, and we never hear about Matthias ever again. God's will. Uh, uh, if you want to take note, God's will has a what, it has a where, it has a who, it has a when, it has a uh, why. For instance, uh, what part of the country do I want to live in? Uh, what state in that part of the country do I want to live in? Uh, what town in that state? What neighborhood in that town uh, do I want to live in? Does God want me to live in? an apartment or a house, uh, am I to buy a house uh, now? Uh, so many decisions that we make, we need to seek God's will for. Uh, what career uh, am I qualified to do? I'm 
passionate about? Uh, should I go to college to prepare for that career? Uh, what college should I go to? Uh, should I only do an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree? Uh, what should be my major? What should be my minor? Uh, and then after I get out, uh, what job should I take and with which company should I work? So many decisions that we need to seek God's will about. Uh, what church should I join? What ministry inside of what church should I join? Uh, what part of that ministry inside of that church uh, that I've joined? Should I date? If you're married, you shouldn't unless it's your wife. Anyway, uh, should I date? Uh, should I get married? Uh, to whom should I marry? When should I marry? How many kids should I have? And on and on and on. The what, the where, the who, the when, the why. The what, the where, the who is the simplest. The why isn't always the, the clearest. Sometimes it's simply uh, for the glory of God. Uh, it's always for the glory of God. But, but, but why? But why? But why? Uh, I, I think the one we mess up the most is the when. And so uh, let's have a word of prayer and then we'll jump in. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you'll bless and instruct and teach us the very words of God. Uh, we come humbly wanting to, to understand the text from what you penned from eternity past for our hearts today. God, we will give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen, and I don't have to say, you may be seated. <laughs> so, Put down number one, if you will. Notice first, the submission of the disciples. The submission of the disciples. We see in four and five of our uh, previous passage that they were to wait at Jerusalem, don't depart from Jerusalem until uh, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, uh, be given. Uh, wait there uh, until. God's Spirit, power for living, for marriage, for, for ministry. Hey, God's ways are the best ways, and they did the what? They did the where? Uh, they did the when. Uh, and God blessed them in an incredible way. Uh, the what of God's will? Wait. Don't work. Wait. Don't run. The where of God's will? Uh, don't depart Jerusalem. Uh, and the when of God's will, wait there until. Uh, look at verse 12. Let's see if they did that. Uh, then returned they unto Jerusalem. That's the where. Uh, for the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, the Sabbath day's journey. Uh, and when they came, were come in, they went up into an upper room. That's the where, uh, an upper room at Jerusalem. Uh, where abode, where abode, same word as wait, wait, uh, until. Uh, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and a bunch of other guys. Uh, these all continued. They're waiting with one accord in prayer and supplication. Hey, that's the what? Wait, wait. That's the what? Uh, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. The what of God's will, they were to wait. The where of God's will was at, at, at Jerusalem. Uh, and the, the when of God's will, wait until. Uh, I think it's noteworthy that uh, they're in an upper room, and it doesn't say the exact upper room they're in, uh, but I think it was the same upper room where was the Last Supper. I think it was the same upper room after the crucifixion uh, when they were locking themselves behind closed doors and, and scared to death. I think it was probably that same upper room, and so if that be the case, that room was not only filled with a whole lot of people, uh, that room was also filled with a whole lot of memories. Uh, that room was filled uh, with a whole lot of emotions for them. Uh, but God's will, the what, uh, the, the where, uh, the, the, the when. Uh, and when they nailed that, why God does something incredible. Acts 2, verse number 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. 
You see, they're following God's will. Uh, they're fulfilling God's will. Uh, they're, they're wanting to dial uh, that in. Uh, they did the what? They waited. They did the where? Jerusalem. They did the when? Uh, until until uh, the promise of the Father. Uh, keep in mind, we're going to see them do an incredible service for God, but it was preceded by an incredible submission to God. Oh yes, an incredible service for God. I mean some just unbelievable miracles are going to take place and the church booming, growing. But before that, they had an incredible submission to God. D.L. Moody put it this way, lie passive in the hands of God, knowing no will but His will. Knowing no will but His will and having no desires but His desires. And so, for the known will of God, they nailed it. For the unknown will of God, in my opinion, they missed on it. Uh, on the known will of God, the revealed will of God, uh, they crushed it. Uh, but on the unknown, the unrevealed will of God, in my opinion, they whiffed uh, at it. Keep in mind, Ecclesiastes 8 says, A wise man's heart discerneth both the time and the judgment. For to every purpose there is a time and a judgment. Uh, there's a time, that's a when. The judgment, that's a what? Uh, the time, that's a when. The judgment, that's a what? And we usually don't miss on the what, uh, though we need to be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, that uh, we don't always miss on the what, but sometimes we miss on the when. Uh, and so uh, we see them coming to the second part. They're crushing the first part. They're uh, waiting at Jerusalem until, waiting at Jerusalem until. Uh, now the second part, somewhere along those 10 days in the upper room with 120 people, uh, it seems like Simon Peter got tired of waiting. Let's do something while we're waiting. Uh, and, and they came to the question of, should Judas be replaced? Yes, uh, of course he should. Should we be the ones that replace him? Well, I'm not real sure that the Bible was specific about that. Uh, and does he have to be replaced now? The when? Uh, I really do think they missed on that. So uh, at an unspecified time during those 10 days in that upper room, uh, Simon Peter, verse 15 says, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, Hey, let's take care of replacing Judas. We need to do that. Uh, the Bible says that that's going to happen eventually. Hey, let's do that uh, now. Uh, and, and the need that they had, number two, write it down. The suicide of the disciple, that was the need. That was the need. Uh, that's what drove them to the table. Uh, and just quickly, uh, uh, just take note that uh, he lays out, number one, the prophecy of the sin, verse 16. Men and brethren, the scripture must needs have been fulfilled. Uh, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake concerning Judas. Hey, this was all a part of God's plan. Judas betraying, Judas betraying. This did not shock God. This did not surprise God. Uh, God had this as a part of his plan. And, and so the prophecy about his sin, secondly, the publicity with his sin. Look at 19. And it, Judas's betrayal, was known unto all the dwellers uh, at Jerusalem, all the dwellers, the prophecy about it, the publicity about it, and then the punishment for it. Look at 18. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, the reward 
uh, of iniquity. And so here it is, that the suicide of the disciple, uh, while they're waiting for 10 days, crushing God's will, the what, uh, the where, uh, the when, uh, it's almost as if they're relying upon one verse, and it's in verse number 20, for it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, let no man dwell therein, and his office, his position, his bishopric, let uh, another uh, take. And so uh, on that general verse that doesn't specify them, uh, on that general verse that doesn't specify when, uh, they moved to trying to fulfill what they thought uh, was right. Put down number three, let's get into the sermon. The selection of the disciple. The selection of the disciple. Uh, here's where, the, where they were submissive to the known will of God, first half, but I do think that they stumbled at the unknown will of God. The revealed word of God, uh, they, they crushed it, but the unrevealed will of God, where they whiffed at it. Uh, and, and just to help everyone catch up, uh, the known will of God is to go to church, be involved in the body of Christ. That's the known will of God. The unknown will of God is which church should you be a part of? Uh, I'll help you with that, Rosedale. But anyway, uh, the, the, the revealed word of God is we need to be active in the body of Christ and the ministry. Uh, the unrevealed will of God is, okay, where is that at? Uh, so much of God's will, uh, yes, clearly stated, yes, revealed, yes, known, uh, it's called the word of God. But when it comes to the unrevealed, the unknown, uh, 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 will of God. Hey, that's where a lot of times mistakes are made. Uh, and so, replacing the 12th man, it needed to be done. Uh, it was God's will for it to be done. Uh, it was the right judgment. Everything, there's a time and a judgment, but it didn't have to be done now. Uh, and it wasn't commanded to be done necessarily by them. And, and so the selection of the disciple. Uh, where they waited to be endued with power from on high, God stated the when, until. But here, uh, it seems they rushed to ordain the twelfth. They rushed to ordain the twelfth because here, God did not state the when. Okay, let me put it this way. Uh, they, they, look at it, 21. Uh, wherefore of these men, after Peter said, okay, here's what we're going to do while we're waiting, uh, here's what we're going to do while we have all this extra time in the upper room. Uh, he said, wherefore, or which of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be witness with us? And so here's the pool. Uh, one has to be chosen. One has to be chosen by us. Uh, one has to be chosen by us now. I think he's putting a little more into that verse than he uh, read from that verse. Uh, and keep in mind, the pool they're selecting from, 120. Uh, if there's 120, uh, we know, and all the women, name some of them, and so uh, it goes down to about 60 men. Uh, if there's men and women, husbands and wives, are there children in that upper room? Uh, and so has that pool, that selection pool, been narrowed down to 40? 40 men, 40 women, 40 children, and so uh, here they are. Uh, they're, they're looking at the prospects. Which one of these 40 men, uh, which one of these 40 men, uh, which of these must we appoint? Uh, 23. And the appointed two, Joseph called Barsabas, who was surnamed Justice, 
and Matthias. Joseph and Matthias, 24. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether which of these two hast thou chosen. It's almost a funny prayer because they're saying, God, we know that you know the hearts of all men. Now, which of these two do you want? Uh, we know you know the hearts of all men. And you say, well, uh, wouldn't it have been one in the upper room? Yeah, probably. But I do know that there was a whole lot more disciples that were with him in his ministry. He sent out 70 two by two at one time. And so if there were 70, were there others? Okay, let's take it down to those, those 40. Let's take it down to those 60. And, and if they're narrowing it down, okay, God, now that we've narrowed it down, don't get involved yet. Don't get involved yet. Hey, don't select those yet. But once we've narrowed it down to two, now which one of those two do you want? And the prayer is humorous to me. God, we know you know the hearts of all men, but now that we've made the first couple of decisions for you, now that it's down to two, uh, which one of these two? And I almost hear God saying, well, if I only have two choices, if that's all I get, if uh, you've already narrowed it down, you've limited my choices, it's only down to those two then, then, then. Uh, by the way, they forced the decision, and if you want to look at it, look at verse number 25. Uh, that he may take part of the ministry and apostleship which Judas uh, fell from. 26, uh, and they gave forth their lots. They cast lots. And of course, there's a lot of um, uh, subjection about what that meant. Was it uh, the Urim and the Thummim, the breastplate of the high priest? Was it uh, more uh, trinkets that they would roll like dice? Uh, but either way, uh, they were forcing the decision to be now, to be now, to be now. Uh, they were forcing that decision to be which one of these two now that we've narrowed that choice. And you say, Pastor, how does that even come close to applying to me? Well, I don't know how many people I could take you to that are, are praying, all right, God, which one of these two houses do you want me to buy? Now, I'm going to buy them now. Now, I'm going to buy it now. I've already decided I'm buying a house now. Uh, and I've already decided uh, it's going to be one of these two. Now, uh, I know both of these are beyond what I can afford. And uh, uh, buy which one of these two do you want me to buy? This one or do you want me to buy this one? Uh, it's almost how we, we, we approach God's will rather than I surrender all, rather than have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Uh, when God may be saying, hey, the thing I want you to work on first is your character, uh, your fiscal responsibility, uh, your ability to budget, uh, your wherewithal. Hey, I want you to focus in on that first rather than which one of these two, which one of these two. Uh, God may be saying, hey, not now, not now, not now, but forcing that decision on God. Uh, and then we walk away saying, God told me to buy that house. And now uh, that God told me to buy that. Now, God, you have to pay for that. Uh, and God's up in heaven saying, hey, I'm not the one that narrowed it down to two. Uh, I'm not the one that, that forced the decision to be now. Uh, 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 we need to be more submissive and more yielding and more lying passive in the hands of God, knowing no will but his will and having no desire but his desire. Well, God, I want to have that house my parents have that they took 20, 30 years of saving to be able to buy. Well, God, I know. Uh, I want to live at the level they are. Uh, they didn't buy that until they were in their 50s, and you're wanting to buy it now that you're in your 20s. Uh, and we end up making bad financial decisions because we're approaching the will of God wrongly. Which one of these two? Which one of these two? It's almost like someone praying, God, I've decided I'm leaving that church. Now, which one of these two churches do you want me to go to? And God may be saying, neither. 
Well, I want you to go back to your church and get it right there at your church. Or it may even be it's not about this one or this one. It may be a completely different one. So many times, God's choices are supplanted by good choices. So many times, we displace God's choice with a good choice. Well, I can make a good choice. I'm smart. Uh, let's see, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And, and so they were trying to do a good thing, but were they doing a God thing? Matthias was a good choice, but was Matthias God's choice? And the way they approached it, some things they might have done wrong, uh, is they were forcing it now, uh, they were forcing it to be done by them, uh, and they narrowed the choice just down to two. And so uh, after they decided the pool from which they would choose, and then they uh, narrowed the prospects down to, well, I like this one and I like that one. Those are the only two that I would work with. Uh, then they uh, determined the timing needs to be now. Uh, and they determined who should choose. It has to be us. Uh, and then at the end, they almost say, and God, we're going to give you the credit for what we've done. We're going to give you the credit. Uh, we're going to ask you to bless the decision that we've already made uh, as long as it's one of these two. Uh, now, uh, I want you to look at the contrast just quickly. Uh, at the apostles that God chose, if you want to look at it, look at verse number two. Look at the contrast. Verse number two. Uh, Until the day in which was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Jesus had chosen. God had chosen. Uh, if you're reading 12 through 26, uh, I don't know that you could be that exacting and say, God chose him, Jesus chose him. Uh, as much as they could say, okay, we narrowed it, we, we pre-selected it, we gave uh, only two, two, two choices, and, uh, and uh, God didn't even tell us to cast lots, we cast a lots, we forced it to be now. Uh, we're the ones to make that decision. Why, well, it's the one that they chose. And again, uh, it's not a bad choice, but was it God's choice? Uh, and I propose that that, and I know people disagree on this, and I, I get that, and I wouldn't fight about this, but because I'm preaching, here you go. Anyway, I, in, in my opinion, Paul was God's choice. Paul was God's choice. Uh, Acts chapter 9, he made his choice. He is a chosen vessel unto me, and we'll see other reasons why, but, but that contrast of uh, the, the, the apostles that I chose, uh, and then Paul, I chose, and, and then 12 through 26, it's... it's this extra guy, this one that Matthias, a good guy, uh, that, that they chose. We do it with colleges. We do it with churches. We do it with careers. We do it with, with our dating life. God wants to shepherd our life and lead our life. God doesn't want to be drugged behind our life uh, as we set the direction for our life. Uh, we pray uh, way too infrequently about God's will. Uh, I'm everyone included. Uh, we, we seek way too infrequently about, uh, God, do you want this or do you want this? Lord, uh, have your own way. I, I want to make sure that I'm in the center of God's will, doing exactly what you want me to do. Uh, and they were careful in their choice, detailed in their choice, but I also believe they were wrong in their choice. Uh, waiting at Jerusalem until, God calendarized that. Uh, but the verse in Psalms that says, uh, yeah, he's going to be replaced. Judas needs to be replaced. And his office, his position, let another take. Uh, they calendarized that. They chose that. They were the ones that decided that. And again, not that Matthias was a bad choice, 
But was Matthias God's choice? Way too many times we displace God's will with our will. God's choice with a good choice that we make. Well, it was a good choice. Nothing wrong with that choice. And I would agree with all of that. Matthias, good choice, but was he God's choice? I think a couple things. I think one, um, they were pushed uh, by the concept of there had to be 12 apostles. And I, I do agree with them on that. Uh, Revelation chapter number 21 Uh, The city, the heavenly Jerusalem, that city uh, has 12 foundations, and in those foundations are 12 names uh, of the 12 apostles. Uh, And Judas isn't going to be one of those names. And so uh, for that 12th apostle, that 12th foundation, which name's going to be there? Uh, Is it going to be Matthias? I doubt it. Uh, Is it going to be Paul? Uh, I'm pretty sure of it. Now, when we get there, if you see Matthias listed, don't come chasing me down. Anyway, uh, but, but uh, I do think there was some wobbliness, some faultiness in the decision they were making because they were making the decision rather than seeking God's will. Uh, and we usually mess up God's will on the when, on the when. Uh, it's almost always on the when. Okay, I'll give you another thing to think about. Um, Uh, All the Bible is written for us. All the Bible isn't necessarily written to us. Okay, let me, uh, what I mean by that, it's a hermeneutic, who's it written to, who's it written to? The dietary law, that we're not supposed to eat the, 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 the different shellfish and different things on the bottom of, uh, we'd be in trouble here in Maryland. And that, that dietary law is not written to us, Oh, yes, it's written for us. We can learn from that, but it's not written to us. And so uh, the verse they're hanging this decision on uh, is a one verse in Psalms uh, that was written for them, but wasn't written to them. Okay, Uh, I'll give you another one. Genesis 24, we have the story about Abraham telling telling his oldest servant to go to his hometown to get a wife for uh, Isaac, his son. Take 10 camels, take 10 camels, go to your hometown, Uh, my hometown, uh, and get a wife for Isaac, my son. Okay, Uh, uh, that's written for me. That's not written to me. Number one, I don't have a servant, number one. Uh, Number two, I don't know where to get 10 camels from. Is anybody with me on that? Uh, Number three, my son is married, so there's that. Uh, And and so uh, the Bible is all written for us, but is it all written to us? And they're taking one verse in Psalm, uh, and they're trying to force it. They're not waiting. They're rushing. Uh, They're not not, uh, submitting and yielding. They're they're almost forcing that. Uh, And when we're forcing God's will... Nothing good uh, happens. And, and, and so uh, what did they do wrong? And I've got so many things I want to say about this. And uh, what did they do wrong? I think one of the things they did wa- wrong was, and again, I wouldn't go to blows over this. So there's a lot of good people that, that just surface read it and they, they say, okay, that must have been what God's will was. Uh, keep in mind, uh, is Acts descriptive or is Acts prescriptive? Uh, Acts is a historic narrative telling us what happened. It it doesn't always tell us, should that have happened exactly like it happened? Uh, And so uh, it's it's really both. It's prescriptive, but it's also descriptive. And uh, okay, this is how they made the decision. Uh, And the only thing we really have to go on, on whether it was a right decision, by their fruit shall you know them, uh, has it proven out to be God's will. Paul, I think, has resoundingly been proven out. Uh, But Matthias crickets, there's a noticeable silence. And so, number one, 
they made a spiritual decision without the Holy Spirit of God. They made a spiritual decision without the Holy Spirit of God. 15, and in those days, Peter stood up and said, here's what we're doing. But it doesn't seem like he was, he was following the promptings and leadings of. It doesn't seem like they were praying a whole lot about. And so uh, he was making a spiritual decision. And by the way, all of our decisions should be spiritual decisions. And so we seek the Lord. Why we, we, we look to the Lord. Number two, they limited God's choices. All right, it's got to be these 40. Uh, all right, we've decided. We're narrowing it down to two. Okay, now, God, God, would you bless the decision we made? Would you bless the decision we made? Which one of these two do you want us to choose? Well, if you think it through in your life, uh, that should be hitting home in so many areas of our life. Uh, the question is not which two homes should we buy. The question is, God, do you want me to buy a home now? Do you want me to wait till later? Do you want me to live here? Do you want me to live there? Hey, God, what do you want me to do as far as a, a dwelling place for my, for my family and for my home? Uh, they made a spiritual decision without the Holy Spirit of God. They limited God's choices, verse 21, 23. Uh, and number three, they made the decision first and then God, asked God to bless it second. Uh, they made the decision, hey, God, here's what I'm going to do. Now, would you bless that for me? God, here's the decision I made. Now, God, would you pour out? And by the way, when we make wrong decisions, we do have a gracious God. And aren't you glad for that? Wait, aren't you glad for that? But a prudent man discerneth both the, 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 the good and the evil. A prudent man does that. And a wise man's heart discerneth both the time and the judgment. And so when it comes to the unrevealed will of God, uh, when it comes to the, the unknown will of God, uh, I, I do think that, that we need to wait, don't rush. We need to wait, don't rush. Be still and know that I am God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And uh, Will I miss it? Will I miss it? Uh, far too many people miss God's will by rushing God's will than waiting on God's will. Okay, if Matthias was that 13th, that 12th, if he was that, if he was God's will today, he'd still be God's will a week from now. He'd still be God's will two weeks from now. Uh, but, but, uh, if it's not Matthias, God's will, uh, then we've just jammed it up a little bit. We've just confused it a little bit. Hey, far more miss God's will by rushing in their decisions rather than waiting on God. And by the way, I, I, I don't think that uh, when it comes to the unrevealed will of God, I, I don't think that you'll ever step forward saying, I'm 100% sure, I've seen this, because we walk by faith, not by sight. And I do think the two verses that we misconstrue are uh, Romans, it says, proving what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. By faith, we step out on the will of God, uh, and then we prove whether that was the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, I think about Colossians, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Well, I have peace about it. I have peace about it. Uh, that rule isn't saying, okay, baseball, that ruling, ruling is not a coach telling you to steal second. It's the umpire saying whether you did it correctly or not, were you safe or out. Uh, the peace of God, uh, because we walk by faith, not by sight, that step, that step, 
Uh, uh, and I understand that, that verse says, let his habitation be desolate, his position, uh, let another take. But does it have to happen in these 10 days? Uh, think about it a minute. Matthias was chosen by the 11, casting lots. Paul was miraculously chosen by God on the road to Damascus. And the one objection, which I think is a legitimate one, when someone says, well, well, the apostle, they were basing the parameters on uh, were they taught by Christ, were they taught by Christ, were they taught by Christ. Uh, and some would say, I'm not sure that Paul was exclusively taught by Christ. Uh, n- number one, he was confronted uh, exclusively by Christ in Acts 9 uh, on the road to Damascus. Uh, and number two, I'd refer you to Galatians 1 where uh, it says, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. I conferred not with flesh and blood. Ephesians 2 says we're built up upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. But there's something different about the apostles and prophets. We learn from them the word of God. Uh, and we learn from them. They learn directly from God. And so in Galatians 1, Paul's saying, uh, he, he saved me, he confronted me, and I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, it's interesting to me that the first 12 apostles were taught by Christ for how long? For, for three years. Uh, and here, uh, God is separating Paul for how long? For, for three years. And then after that, uh, I went up to Jerusalem. And so um, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, after that, he was seen of James and then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. An apostle born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles. However, I am one of the apostles, Paul would say. And so the proof, the proof. Uh, For Matthias, the scriptures are noticeably silent. Uh, For Paul, he wrote a noticeable amount of scriptures. (laughs) Uh, Some 13, 14 books of the Bible. Uh, Matthias, we don't know that he built anything. Uh, For Paul, he accomplished more probably than any person concerning the will of God. And so uh, I, I think some takeaways, some takeaways. Most people miss God's will, rushing it, rushing it, uh, rather than waiting on it. Uh, The most counsel uh, I ever give, the most uh, common counsel is not no, but not now. Not no, but not now. Wait, wait. Uh, Let it be proven out. Let it be clarified. Uh, Before you take that giant step, uh, make sure you know uh, that this is waiting, waiting, waiting. You know the hardest thing to do is wait. Abraham waited 25 years for the promise of Isaac. Moses waited 40 years for the start of his ministry. Noah waited 100 years as he's building the ark for that first drop of rain. I was going to call this sermon, uh, What to Do While You're Waiting. I'll give you three quickly. Number one, stay unified. They were in one accord for those 10 days in that upper room. Can you imagine being with 120 people in one room for 10 days? They stayed unified. They obeyed. They obeyed following the word of God. They gathered, the church, they gathered, they prayed. There's a lot of things we should do while we're waiting. Rushing is not one of them. And so if I had more time, I I might even circle back and because there's so much here. But when it comes to what job should I work? Um, What person should I marry? 
Uh, um, what ministry should I be a part of? Uh, um, what, 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 what area of town should I live in? Um, the choices, the choices, the decisions that we make. Boy, I don't want to miss God's choices because I'm making a whole lot of good choices. I don't want to miss God's choices because I'm making a whole lot of good choices. But God's way is the best way. God's will is the best for my life, for my family, and for my ministry. Well, let's not be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is for our life. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.